Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, it is a Monday here on Ausbiz. Great to have you back and uh, just gone midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And of course, that is time for the call. Uh, 10 stocks suggested by you. I put them to uh, an expert panel. It's Monday the 17th of October. We do it all in one hour. Joining us today, Maiton Somersandaran from Deep Data Analytics and Mark Gardner from Macro Capital. Nathan, you are absolutely spot on with the American share market. <laughs> when the inflation figure came out, I said we talked about it last week, and I said everyone's saying that if it uh, is above expectations, market will crash. You said there are too many shorts in there, and it will probably do exactly the opposite, mm. and it did. Yeah, and then it'll fall over. Yeah, which <laughs> and it did. Which it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like clockwork. I mean, it, it is. It, it's so unique where we are in the market cycle. It's one, you've got fundamental. Yeah. Um, we have a manipulated market with fundamental news. And then you've got structural problem in the market where there's so much passive money and global money that everyone is in the US. Yeah. Uh, it is amazing. I mean, this, I mean, I've been around for three decades, but you still get amazed by how violent things can go. Oh, yeah. Mm. It is wild out there, Mark. Yeah, it? I mean, how sharp things are just going from, you know, it's all over to, well, we're, you know, quickly buy tin food. We're all yeah. going to, you know, the financial system is falling over. So um, I think you're obviously just looking forward to the catalyst. So we were at the similar view that um, I think we're close to record number of shorts in the US, um, supposedly. So where we're thinking anywhere near consensus on that inflation number would be, you know, would probably be a buy. Um, and you know, we've now got this sort of drip feed of you know, backward looking company news, which will probably prop things up for the next sort of few weeks yep. at least. Um, because you look at stuff like Tesla, which I think is reporting this week and it's down a hundred bucks or so um, over the last month. So I don't think the, the analyst, the, as per the last sort of couple of quarterly updates, the analyst expectations seem to be biased by their forward looking views. Right. So okay. the reality is not quite as bad as the, you know, um, as the analyst forward looking views. So, we're, yeah, I dare say we sort of stabilise, you know, sideways to up for a while, and then we'll be back focusing yeah. on the same things in the. Bring cycle. on that Christmas rally, the well. Santa rally. Do you <laughs> think we'll get it again this year, Santa rally? Um, I think it's structurally always there, right? Because of how the market, especially with passive money, how it moves. But the question is, when does it happen? I think you got to leg down before that plays right. out. So. Yeah, I'm just look. I think at the moment where our view is, we'll play the range between around about here to the underside of the 200-day moving average in most of the indices, and rinse repeat until with about 30% of the portfolio until otherwise, you know, right. anything changes. Okay. Because I think committing to one side of any view at the moment, you know, if your timing's not absolutely spot on, <laughs> you're in a lot of trouble. Yep, exactly. All right, let's see uh, what you want us to have a look at today in the first half of the show. We'll take a look at Bendigo Bank, Block, Aurelia, um, Mining, Ascari Metals and Atomos. 
and new um, stock of the day. I thought we'd take a look at um, News Corp after Rupert Murdoch had started the process to potentially reunite his media empire, News and Fox Corp, uh, nearly a decade after the company split. If a deal goes through, the combination will allow Murdoch greater control over his media assets and help the company's supposedly trim costs in a very competitive media landscape. Let's take a look at how the stock is performing today. It's one of the few that's up at the moment, up about 1%. Uh, Matham, what do you think of the plan and News Corp shares at these levels? Uh, it's just played against Sam. We, you know, mm. between the Lowys and the Murdochs, we do this <laughs> every few, you know, every decade there's a cycle coming. Yep. They merge assets, they divest assets, they merge assets, divest because no one can then analyze, because it's a science project at the start, right? right? And then you merge it, it's like science project squared. So it just becomes complicated, the history cannot be compared. So they love doing this. The only guys who make money are the brokers who are advising on all these deals. The Goldman Sachs, the UBS, they're loving this. This is just, you know, money for jam. Um, is this good for investors oh look the model becomes more diversified right it's, it's bigger yeah uh, but it's a play on the cycle you're playing the economic cycle that's what it is um you've got two things that makes pretty good money i mean news corp by itself pre if this does play out pre that is basically majority is realestate.com right that's where valuation is coming from the other pieces are doing better um you know at a time when it was just purely real estate uh, yep. now it's actually not too bad but it's an economic cycle um yeah, I don't think the deal excites me as much because maybe I'm cynical. I've been around, seen this a number of times. I think if you're looking at the media play and you want to be there, the biggest gorilla in town is Nine Entertainment. Yeah. And then you go down seven. We like the small ones. We like Southern Cross. We like O Media. Hmm. Unique play, cheap on valuation. So I think it plays well. Yep. Um, and if you, you know, I think News Corp's fine. If you're there, it's, it's paying a good yield. It plays with the economy. So. Yeah. Just realize that it's an economic cycle. This is a cyclical stock. It'll go down with the market. It'll go down with the economy and then it'll come back up. So right. that's but, all you got to do. But not for you. No, I don't think you okay. get the bang for your buck for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, they're almost doing a pretty similar thing to what Nine Entertainment's done. They're, they're, you know, I, I understand why they're trying to do it, I guess, because being a multi-channel obviously helps. It trims, it, it trims costs, but obviously, you know, if you get... If you're getting one advertiser for one stream, you're probably getting them hmm. for a, you know, a multitude of... So, I mean, they separated that off in 2013 to squeeze the extra blood out of the you know, Fox, uh, uh, Fox News. They obviously sold off 20th Century Fox for a good value. Um, and as Nathan says, like now valuing it's going to be you know, almost impossible because <laughs> I think there's a, there's a $1.6 billion uh, lawsuit going on against the American firm. Um, there's buyback, active buybacks in both stocks. So, yeah, I mean, it's science project is probably the most precise way of putting it. <laughs> but, um, but look, in terms of, for, you know, we're obviously uh, looking at, you know, a downturn in the economy. Switching to that, you know, a consolidated multi-channel is probably better for the company and better for the shareholders, I suppose, uh, depending on how much fees they gouge out, the brokers <laughs> gouge out of them for, uh, for doing all this. But, um, but look, you know, something like, no, I think the, um, the publishing... Arms are actually doing surprisingly a lot better than, uh, you know, of course, publishing and free-to-air TV was dead and all this sort of yeah. thing. So uh, they've actually now, those businesses have improved out of sight. But I think Nine's probably ahead of the game there. Uh, they've got an active buyback going on for up to 10% of the company over the next 12 months. So I'd probably be... Um, so you prefer I'd Nine? I'd prefer Nine just on the basis that 
they're already there. They're probably less complex, um, and they've probably done most of the hard yards um, okay. well right. in advance. So, uh, and they and they yield quite nicely as well, seven okay. odd percent or eight percent nearly. I'll give you an example. Pre GFC, when I was at City, we had a top-rated analyst covering News Corp, and there were four of them, and he was covering it from Australia. He had a model not for the profits or the balance sheet. He had a model just to model the capital structure. Oh, wow. Like wow. he had a yeah. massive model just for the capital structure. Oh so you had, to have, you had to have two models open at the same time because the capital structure was so complex. Mm. It had to be. So you can only imagine it's even more complicated now. Yeah. You know, the average yeah. person has got no idea how the capital structure works because, I mean, the analyst at the time, he, he was one of the top rated analysts and he's a really smart guy. And he, you know, he, could, he would struggle <laughs> to explain it to a layman, right? <laughs> yeah. So the rest of us got no hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. All right, let's uh, take a look at the stocks that you want us to take a look at. Emily wants us to uh, have a look at um, Bendigo Bank, one of the regional banks. Um, Emily says, I missed the dividend. Is it still worth getting into now? Mark, what do you think of Bendigo and sort of regional banks overall? Not, look, just because their funding costs are going to be higher than the big four banks, um, I'm probably not a massive fan of these. These guys, uh, their revenues have sort of incrementally been dropping over the last few years. Um, I think we, where we'd probably like to review them is when, you know, when that uh, pain in the housing market's probably a little bit more realised, um, mm -hmm. just to make sure. I think they've made, they've made a recent acquisition, I, th I think, at leveraged equities as well. So foray into, you know, marginal lending obviously doesn't, re <laughs> doesn't really sort of tickle my fancy either, increasing the risk and these sorts of things. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I would much rather have Macquarie Bank, to be honest. Um, right. And I think CBA is a little bit high at the moment. Or, you know, say the big four, um, I think they're going to probably weather the storm of, the, of a falling housing market a little bit better than the rest. Um, Bank of Queensland, I think, which we've got later in the show, yeah. is a little bit, it's just, a, I mean, a smidgen cheaper, but not by not by a hell of a lot. Right. I mean, they're fairly like for like. But do you like so, any of the big four anyhow? No, no, I'm, right. I'm, I'm largely, I mean, clients have obviously got them as, you know, yeah. you know from Le from Legacy years ago, and I'll, and I'll get them to move them around when we, for instance, we sold CBA at $102 recently to buy ANZ when it was under, under pressure, mm. so... Right. We'll, we'll sort of move stuff around, um, but you know, it, um, but Macquarie's you know right. return on equities is pretty unbeatable within the sector, and, um, okay. and I think the premium you're paying for CBA at the moment is probably a little bit high as well. So, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I think these guys will do better as interest rates go up, but I want to see, I want to see this housing market play out probably into the first quarter of next year before I start to sort okay. of commit to them. Nathan. Yeah, I suppose we always had the view. I mean, I'm negative on banks. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've said CBA is the biggest seller in the market and no one will sell it. But, you know, that's beside the point. Um, and CBA gets a huge multiple. And look, I bank with CBA. Um, they're good. They're not that good. Yeah. And given that everyone's divested, they're all playing the property market. It's not like there's not a lot going around. Uh, in a weaker economy, the banks just have exposure to the economy. That's what they do. Mm. So they're going to struggle. Interestingly, the cost of funding does hit the regionals more. But I think for once in so many years, so many decades, the regional economy is actually doing better than the city economy. So in that context, I think they're 
the, the level field is actually a lot better now against the big boys. So I think they hold up okay. I just don't like the big boys, so why do I want to like the small boys? Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we are, I think, you know, looking at the numbers, um, we, you know, global recession play is big. China is the only major region that I think will avoid it on the numbers. And so we kind of get held up because of them, because mm. of the commodity cycle. So in that context, we're not going into a recession, but we'll go into a slowdown. Yep. So the multiples for banks are quite stretched. Um, and that's partly because of the global guys, because the banks in some of the other regions are pretty messy. Uh, so in that context, we look pretty good. So it'll hold up, but it's still not going to outperform. So when you're trying to pick a stock, when you're putting new money in, I don't think you should be picking banks, just any bank. I mean, Macquarie is a listed private equity and it's a bloody awesome business mm -hmm. model. It's one you buy and hold for a number of years, but I wouldn't buy that right now either because right. I think it goes lower. Yep. So okay. You see my view. Yep. All right. Uh, Frank wants um, a view on Block. Yes, buy now, pay later. Hasn't come up on the call for a number of months. We used to get a buy now, pay later stock virtually every day on a call a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, but but Block, Frank wants a view on Block, Nathan, saying, should I buy the dip after it fell 10% last week? Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> buy now, pain later. Um, it's, buy it's, now, pain later. Yeah, that's what it's been. Right. Yep. That's what it's been for the sector. Um, it's basically a play on the economy again. Yep. But these guys are even more leveraged to the yeah. consumer. Now, the consumers, if you look at the data around the world, everyone's seeing good retail sales. Why? Because everyone is borrowing even more. So the debt part of it is just growing. The wages are not going to catch up. Interest rates have now gone berserk. So at some point, the mailman's going to come to collect. Mm -hmm. yep. And there is issues attached to it. So I think from someone, I remember reading that, um, now the parent square who bought Afterpay is worth less than what they paid for Afterpay. Uh, so oh, is that right? Yeah, so go figure. Wow. Um, so it's, it's come back hard. It's come back with all fintechs, yeah. uh, all diversified financials. Again, we don't like that sector simply because it's where it is linked to the economy. So you're trying to pick the bottom. And as I say all the time, when you're in a downgrade cycle, which has lasted more than a year, do not touch a stock till you get the first upgrade. Mm. Who cares how much it bounces? Because it's down a lot. Yeah. So you don't need to be the hero. Just wait for the first upgrade. And that ain't coming for a while. Okay. All right. Uh, then I saw, I saw a chart the other day or a table on when the S&P 500 bottomed after the first Fed rate cut in a cycle. So the Fed's still raising rates. It's not going to cut until next year. And then it could be 12 months after that. Well, the I think they'll cut early, earlier than what they always flag. Right. But looking at the numbers, they'll be going to four and a half, yeah. maybe even close to five. Yeah. So there's still a lot of cycles on the rising yeah. rates to play out. So yeah, yeah right now picking a thematic like this to turn around is not the way to go. Just too hard. Yeah, I'd absolutely echo those comments. I mean, we've this is this is a you know at least a half, one, almost one and a half cycles away from from being back on the radar, really. Um, and look, the uh, even with the buy now pay later in the states, I think the default rate for those small purchases and the small because um, it's not exactly a credit product um, is much higher in the states, even though the the market volume is right. bigger, um, the default yeah. rate's bigger as well. So yeah, it's certainly not. Um, yeah, one thing I've said to clients quite you know quite often is, you know, 
these buy now pay later stocks were obviously extraordinarily high. Just put your hand over the top of the chart and ignore that froth at the top. Yeah. And you know, try and make an assessment from there. But you, you just don't need to be involved in this. We've got rates going higher. Um, I think there's much better quality companies out there. It, um, you know, it's it's not. Um, you don't have to be picking the eyes out of the market for the next six to twelve months. You know, playing a good defensive game. You know. In the long run, and saving yourself money is going to be, you know, it's going to be a good tactic over a five-year period for investing. Yep. So, yep. and this is just not an area where you need to play. Like, yep. um, yeah, I mean, it may bounce, but I'd rather let go. I'd rather let you know ten of these go by, and uh, because what you know, one or two of them is going to really hurt you. And, and as we keep saying all the time, if you have got twenty stocks yeah. in your portfolio, mm. you don't need to gamble on a sector. That is really under pressure. With a PE of 170, that's yeah. not making money. Yeah. You know, the revenue multiple died with rising interest Mind rates. Mind you, so. in, in saying that, every dog has a price. Yep. So if they get <laughs> oh, smashed yeah. enough, if they get smashed enough. Okay, what's your price? I, it's hard so for 85 me to do, now. Square is hard to work out um, because of the whole um, yeah. global play. Like I look at someone like Zip for a sentiment. Yeah. Now Zip, in the pandemic, oh. right, was a dollar dollar ten. Right. That was the bottom. Recently, it fell to forty cents. Bargain turnaround. When it turned, it ran to dollar forty. So you oh, tripled, yeah. you know, quadrupled your money on the bottom, <laughs> and then it's now slid back to sixty cents. Now, I would be looking at Zip for sentiment for that sector. If Zip gets to forty cents again, you start looking at it. I would be mm. looking at buy now, pay later. Because the reason is, if Zip gets down to forty cents. Everyone who wants to get out it's have already out. got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people who are left there, they're going, I've got smashed. I don't yeah. care. I've got psychological problems now. I'm just going to leave it, <laughs> let it run. And I'll, we've been through this with other speculative stocks. And they're going to leave it. And then you get the, oh, the economy bounces in a year, two years. These things could be double, triple, yeah. bang. Yeah. So it, uh, it's one of those ones where it is so ugly. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. But there will be a time... So it's one of those ones and you go, yeah. And it's not just buy now, pay later. No. Zip I'm, look, I'm looking at re- retail stocks. I'm looking at uh, um, mining services, yeah. the, st- the uh, fund managers. These are, right now, people are just throwing them out and running. You're looking at the fund managers? Yeah, they're so ugly. Ah, ah, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> he As knew a, what I was going yeah, on. I know, I know you. I know you. <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah, not yet. Not, not yet. Magellan yet. No, because the, <laughs> the thing with fund managers is, is actually, it's actually not that hard in the context that you just wait for the fund flow. Yeah. Mm. Because that's the bottom. Because at the end of the day, they make money from managing other people's money. If other people are putting money in, yeah, yeah. you're on the cycle. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll keep a watch on that. Um, Mark, Steve wants a view on Aurelia uh, Metals, the, uh, uh, the gold, copper, lead, zinc uh, explorer. Steve says the price has been savaged given the uh, halted expiration and funding issues, is it worth buying at these levels, 13 cents? For all the reasons he just named, no, it's not. <laughs> um, look, I, I struggle to buy gold stocks at the moment, um, let alone, I mean, copper, I think, has got a pretty good, uh, pretty good medium-term outlook, although it is usually the canary in the mineshaft, excuse the yep. pun of the, um, yep. of the you know, or bellwether of the economy. So um, these guys have got an okay balance sheet, but they've got funding issues. They had great, you know, I think they had the grade of their, um, 
graded their their exploration downgraded um, of the minerals they're going to get uh, be pulling out of the ground as well. But the gold histor- historical correlations for gold against just about every single asset class um, is just has just disappeared recently. I mean, we've had conditions where it probably should have rallied and it hasn't. Um, you know, and until we get to the top of the you know top of the rate cycle in the US and the US dollar starts to peak, I don't really think that we're going to get you know okay. too much upside with the gold price. So if I'm not looking at producing you know producers of gold, I'm if you're not I'm, looking at Northern Star, you're not looking. At I'm this. not looking at this. Right. So, um, but you know when we when we sort of see. Um, a little bit of buoyancy, you know, in in the Northern Stars or um, you know, or uh, evolution or something like that. Well, we'll okay. yeah, we'll, I'll start looking further down the the market cap. But I usually, for a turnaround in in any given sector, I'll, I'll generally always start with the big guys and then filter back down the the market and this cap. This will be a long way down, um, Nathan. You're a big gold buggish at the moment. Oh yeah. Are you? Oh yeah. Um, it's, you know, I'm just betting that central banks get it wrong again yeah. and again. Yeah. And they tend to prove me right again yeah. and again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm comfortable. I know the cycle always takes a bit longer to play out. Yeah. Um, and volatility is painful. Um, and you've got to understand the thematics. This is a market darling. There used to be a market darling. This was one of those ones where everyone's in it. If you look at the top shareholder list, the top 10 are fund managers. Mm. And there's a, wow. there's a lot of, you know, decent-sized fundies in there. Yeah. Um, and it has, yeah, been sliding for the last number of years. Uh, well, it peaked in start of 2019, and it's been, uh, yeah, it's gone south, south, south. Wow, look at that. Yeah. yeah. So in, in that context, you know, you don't go against the top. <coughs> this yep. is, and, and we all know there's funding cost and all that. Um, and so these things, because they're explorers, there's no real bottom. You can't really sit there and say yeah. valuation, right? Because when you have production, you dig stuff up, you sell it. This is the market price. The market price might go down to this level. Then that's what they're worth. You can do that. But when you're uh, explorers, the risk is high. So hmm. you want explorers where people are getting excited. They see the upside. They're willing to play. So momentum is a huge thing in explorers because the lower you fall, the next raising is going to dilute you even further down. Right. Yep. And, and the guys who are holding the shares are likely to sell and take the discounted yeah. raising. So you've got all that working against you. So right now, this one, it's a tough one. I would look at it, say, a couple of months after the raising, how things settle down, and then reassess. Again, this is a market, darling. There's a lot of fundies in there. They've lost a lot of money. Um, I would play to their self-interest. So I am actually interested because there's a lot of fundies there. That doesn't take a lot of money because it's a micro cap mm. for a fundy to go in and yep. soak them up after the raising and set it up. So again, market market used to love this. They trusted the management. Hasn't really panned out. It happens in resources. I would keep an eye on it. I'm not saying uh, on no. Your, on your watch list. It's on my watch list because I always love them in a market darling that's been belted. Yep. And there's a lot of fundies there and they haven't got out. That means... It's in their interest to get this back up and running. Yeah, yeah. To a reasonable price to get That's out. That's right. And at money. least that mm. will come back to the uh, current price because they're getting a discounted raising, right? So they right. want to bring it up. That's, you know, gets them at least to something out of it. So it is interesting. You shouldn't be jumping in, but it's, right. yeah, it's interesting. All right. Um, Gary wants to know if Ascari Metals is interesting. Um, again, uh, copper gold 
play now with a bit of lithium? And he goes, given it's an explorer, is it purely speculative? Or is that where you want to be with lithium now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jump into lithium now, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a bit late. Uh, right. There's been a few cycles. Yes, it's, does the macro, is it positive? Does anyone not know about that? I mean, mm -hmm. seriously, everyone knows about the lithium yeah. upside. Um, I st look, there's pretty much everything linked to the energy space is doing well, from oil to LNG to coal to uh, uranium to EV commodities, everything's doing well. So you just have to be careful not getting caught at the end of a cycle. So mm. my view is simple. You've done well if you've been in lithium. I'm not going into lithium because they've, you know, I mean, have a look at the market cap of Pilbara. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than mi mineral resources or IGO, yep. right? And those guys give you a diversified play with other things that are connected to the EV as well. Yeah. So in that context, for me, it doesn't logically make sense. But does the market make sense all the time? No, uh, I just don't want to bet against it. So. If you've been in lithium, I'd be taking money out of lithium and looking at other commodities. So right. same argument as coal, I'd take some money out and put it into uranium. I'd put some, you know, that'd be a smaller one because more speculative, then I'd put some into oil, some into LNG, because they're all going to do well right. in the current. From what we know, that's what's gonna okay. play out. So I'm, I'm not chasing lithium now. I'm, uh, I'm looking at oil. We like Karun on the oil side. Uh, on the uranium side, we like Boss Energy. Uh, and that, you know, I think those thematics still play well. For me, don't go to the cycles that have gone hot for a number of mm. years. Go to the ones that are not so hot and that potentially in the same thematic of the energy space plays out. Mm. Okay. Yeah, look, we've, we have a very similar view. Um, we were long Pilbara, you know, uh, which we, you know, we were very overweight. In fact, down towards those lows, we're since completely out. It's been a, I get, um, <laughs> I get reminded that we probably sold a little bit too early around, you know, around the $4 mark uh, on a daily basis from clients. But, um, but I think, you know, eventually, uh, like, as, you know, as Nathan said, it's just run way, there's a lot of froth in that. Um, yeah. We're looking at, you know, obviously putting some of the profits from that, uh, fairly quick win, you know, you know into um, you know, some next in line producers, someone who's not gonna be coming to you for a cap raise. Um, that's very close. That's going to actually take advantage of the um, of the shortfall. Certainly not explorers, um, and yeah, or anyone who essentially could miss the boat yeah. on a three-year basis, or is going to come hat in hand. Um, and these guys probably fall into that category as it stands at the moment. There's, um, you know, there's not a lot of history with it, um, but yeah, look, it's it'd be something that have a look at it. You know, have a look at it. Perhaps in you know twelve months' time, see if you um, you know yeah. see if, if your investment thesis is roughly the same. But I think at the moment, the way the way the market is, we you know we're still fairly heavily in the fossil fuels because they're needed, and we've got you know economic sanctions, etc. Uh, we've got some uranium, which we at the moment we we just prefer that uranium ETF because it's got um, some access to the producers like uh, Cameco and um, the Kazakhstan. Uh, mob that I can never pronounce the right. name of, yeah, uh, yeah. and the Sprite Physical Uranium Trust. So, um, and then it's, then it also has Paladin and Boss Energy in it as well. So, but it's, you know, it's a little right. bit more solid, but um, we like Boss Energy as well. But, but yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, something like this, again, it's an explorer. Um, do you need to be, do you need to be taking that risk? Probably mm. not at the moment. Okay. Um, have a look at it down the line. All right. Uh, just last week, 92 Energy 
came up as a mm. buy um, from Carl at uh, Think Markets because they're ex- sp- and them and Valor, I think, are yes. exploring around the uh, Conoco sort of site in Canada. Yeah, okay. And getting some reasonable, uh, not drilling results, but one of the ones that they just chip on the surface, yeah, yeah. which I'm not sure is. Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, um, I've learnt a lot of uranium, uh, I suppose, ideas from uh, the Twitter space. Right. And I have to say, those gets mentioned quite a bit. Yeah. And a lot of people have been following it. I I haven't been, I don't know the management well enough, but, and these things you have to trust management. Yeah. And the guys who've been following it for a long time seem to trust them. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Because you're giving money to someone to do something that's going to happen in a number of years. So you need to have that trust. Yep. All right, Mark, Tom wants a view on Atomos, the, uh, uh, the big video technology play. Tom says, huge disappointment this year. Tom, that's disappointment with a capital D, I think. <laughs> Is it dead and gone? Huh? I, I don't think it's dead and gone. Um, I think it's probably on life support. Um, yeah, this is a, probably a bit of a classic case of um, you know what, the difference between a good business or a cool business um, and a good business. Uh, yeah, but it had Ashok Jacob in there and Ellison and stuff like that, which I... Yeah, um, and look, I, I think it's been very difficult. I, I, I fear the market sort of, um, has, sort of has mis misjudged its addressable market. Like, so, mm. I mean, there's, you know, there's only so many influencers out there that are going to be able to you know, pay up for this sort of software. Um, whilst it's very good, everyone seems to rave about it. Um, yep. Good you know, technology. For, for 90% of the population, close enough is good enough. So um, I think there's uh, one of the camera producers as well has come out with a, um, you know, with a similar bit of uh, video streaming software on, right. on their top end brand as well. Um, so, you know, I, I always worry with these sorts of things. If, you know, if you get first, um, you know, first to market advantage and you don't capitalise on that, well, yep. then, you know, you, you could potentially be in a little bit of trouble if people play catch up. Um, There's a bit of a falling out with the founder too. Yeah, yeah. and that's never good. Mm. Like, so, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of close to break even, uh, but the numbers are still all over the shop. So I'd certainly, you know, if you've got it, I mean, you've already worn the pain, so you may as well hold it. It's not not far, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I I don't, don't think you need. Fresh money. I don't be. I would not right. be getting in with fresh Mason. money. No. So again, this was a market darling. Yep. And <laughs> I've been reverse broke this through my broking career for a number of years, and it actually ticked a few boxes because really? when you're looking at text, the key thing for me is, could this become a platform tech? That's the key thing that we look for. Like an ordinator or an Altium mm. or whatever. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, those are the two, for me, the top of the tree. And Adamus actually ticked a number of those boxes. Yep. Um, and so I was interested. Um, but the only problem was it never was proving itself because the fundies were already there. And even yep. now you look at it, there's some big fundies in there. Yep. There's some fundies in there when they decide to leave, they leave a trace of damage behind them. Uh, so you've got to be careful. But the fundies are there and this hasn't done that execution that no. needed. And so it's gone south. And when it, you know, again, it had a multi-year upgrade cycle and then you go into a downgrade, get out. And if you held it, it's absolutely got smashed. Um, it <laughs> needs a restructure on the strategy side. They need to reposition it. They need to get the marketing out. They need to get traction going. It's going to take a bit of time. Um, 
it's an interesting product and I want to know why all these fundies are still there. So, um, well, I had, as I say, I was speaking from experience here, it ticked a few boxes for me and then ticked the tax loss boss. Um, <laughs> as does a lot of things in time. And Asha Jacob and yeah. the Ellison team behind yeah, yeah, it, they yeah. were very active in it. Yeah, and, and, and the problem is, the interesting part for me is, they're still there. Yeah. And it, I mean, the top five are big fundies and they're still there. Yeah. This would be lunch money for them now, right? Yeah. So. Um, if something works, that's why I now I've said, don't throw this out, keep an eye on it. If you've taken okay. the pain, hold it. Hold because it. Oh, there's, there's a yeah, guys yeah. with massive balance sheet there. If they so can again, force a bit it. of management change, get a smart guy or uh, you know, someone, uh, some uh, female with the experience to come in and restructure the business, yep. this thing could go to the you know, moon. Because yep. if they have the product, they have a customer base, they just haven't got that traction to work. And Mark's right, they, they had that window. And you got to, you know, it's yeah. like you get this window to hit the runs. And if you don't hit the runs, then you miss the boat. Yep. So they need right. to restructure. So it comes down. So uh, hold uh, and watch. If, if you've held it, you hold because you've just been taking the pain already. Yeah. 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 But fresh money, not now. Okay. All right, uh, let's recap the, uh, the first five stocks, stock of the day. Uh, well, all of them, um, basically News Corp and O from, uh, from both Maitham and Mark. Maitham prefers O-Media and, and Southern Cross. Mark prefers uh, Nine. Uh, Bendigo, a no from both. Mark prefers Macquarie in the banks. Block, a no. Aurelia Metals, uh, no. Uh, but watch uh, for um, for Maitham after the, after the raise and see how it goes. Um, a no from Mark and Atomos, uh, a hold from both of them. Uh, but no new money going in. If you've ridden it down, sort of hold on to it because you've, you've uh, uh, absorbed all the pain so far. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction uh, growth fantasy fund, which is picked by our investment committee. The latest episode of the committee meeting is on the platform osbiv.com for you to watch and see how they were thinking. In the October meeting, sold Ardent Leisure and Batcorp was trimmed to be added to uh, Sol Pattinson, and Incitec Pivot was trimmed as well. Seek was added from the selling of Ardent Leisure and the trimming of Incitec Pivot. Uh, since the 1st of March, the portfolio is up one and a quarter percent since the 1st of March. I keep sending in your request to the call because that is the first filter. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC. Pro accounts at our website. This half hour on the agenda, Bubs, Flight Centre, Pilbara Minerals, Dalrymple uh, Bay Infrastructure, interesting one that one, and Bank of Queensland. Frank wants to view Mark on Bubs. Is the US expansion all baked into the price? And where to now? Of course, Bubs, the infant formula uh, producer, but uh, is in goat's milk rather than mm -hmm. uh, dairy milk. 
Yeah, I don't think it's all baked in necessarily at the moment. Um, obviously, it had a big spike up there sort of to the 80s. Yep. Uh, analyst consensus is around 70. Um, look, everything's gone their way, uh, particularly, you know, getting a, um, the, the stamp of approval from the US government. Um, and, I've, you know, I'm, I'm pretty surprised it lost steam uh, over the last, you know, since that, uh, what was it, May... Uh, May period where it uh, where it jumped up, so it's sort of back to you know back to the two hundred day moving average. Um, if this thing was ever going to make money, it's probably going to be now uh, yeah. with that you know with that coming up. So from a probably just from a short term point of view, I'd probably be happy to buy it with a trailing stop um, mm. and 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 go from there. But um, I'd be I'd be pretty disciplined on it though. I think if it if it falls much further than here, or if they report right. badly in you know upcoming upcoming updates, I think you probably just take this off your watch list altogether, really, because it, it, it possibly couldn't have had better conditions. Um, but yeah, I think so. Uh, buy for you with a stop loss uh, at buy, these levels. Buy with a stop loss, you know, around these levels, and and be disciplined with it and trail it up. I would okay. say so. Um, All right. Yeah, below the old lows there around the mid thirties. Nathan. Oh, look, it's an interesting one because in that sector, there's a trail of damage everywhere. Mm. Um, And for years, the cost of, um, the the benefit went to the guys who are marketing plays, uh, like the A2 milk. The guys who actually make it didn't really get it. So the guys now are trying to do a vertically integrated model, goat milk, which is unique. Again, it's a bit like A2 milk, it's lactose intolerant, it's better. Um, Actually, I used to drink goat milk when I was Mm. a kid. Um, So it kind of works. Um, and I like it. Um, is the upside priced in? I think people are not going to play this sector too much. Any kind of macro worries, yeah. this will get beaten up. It's a micro cap. Mm. So it's going to struggle in that context. I would just keep an eye on the share price if it gets back to the last couple of years, it gets to around the 40 cents, 35, 40 cents. That seems to be the bottom. Now, yeah, well, I, it's I like 42 the, at the moment, isn't yeah. it, or on the chart? So. So pretty close. I, yeah, I mean, I would be looking at this one around, you know, I guess the mid 30s or, you know, just high 30s. Yeah. It's a high risk play, but I like the long term thematic. I mm. think it's unique enough that you want to have, but this is a high risk. So you don't put a lot, you put a small bit. If it starts to run and the numbers are good and they improve, then you okay. add more to it. So it's a nibble. <coughs> and I would look to add below 40 cents. And I, I think it's interesting enough and unique enough that it's worth taking the risk. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, Jerry wants a view, Nathan, on Flight Centre, the big travel agency. Uh, Jerry says, should I be buying when it's one of the most shorted stocks on the market? Uh, I like the way she thinks. <laughs> um, yes. I, look, the Qantas result was great. Uh, is anyone shocked? Uh, no. Uh, if you looked at the airline tickets, as uh, Grady said, <laughs> she's paying three times. Um, it kind of tells you um, where we are. Um, you will see capacity come back. Yeah. You will see prices come down. Uh, things will normalize over time. But for it's me- It's in the, the airline industry's interest to keep capacity tight at the moment, isn't it? It's like- The anyway, yields they're it's, getting Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like any cartel. Uh, yeah. If you squeeze the supply, get the price up, yeah. why would you want to change that? Yeah. So there is that. But I think over time, it's a, a lot of the uh, airlines are not really pure business models. They're all government-supported yeah, yeah, Ponzi schemes, right? Yep. So in that context, they'll increase to get tourism into their country, yes. 
and that'll force the change in the dynamics. So yeah. there is that to play out. So I find it amusing that the f travel agents haven't actually played the same thematic where the airlines are shooting because they're seeing the ticket sales. But the guys who do this, yes, they have now the margins are less, but still the, the travel agent stocks haven't actually run for mm. this thematic at mm. all. So I am positive on flight center, not because it's a great business. I do love the CEO. Yeah, he's a really smart yeah, guy, yeah. and it's a diversified model. Fa it's not founder CEO exactly, and he looks at five years down the track, which is no investor even does. Um, so in that context, I like them, um, and I think the shorts are yeah, it's positioned for a short squeeze. I think the next set of results should be pretty decent. The expectations are pretty low, um, so in that risk return, mm. I think Flight Center does well. I'm there for a trade, and on the trade side, I think the multiple looks okay here. Um, I would trade it to twenty bucks every time it goes over twenty bucks because of the cap the amount of shares they've issued, 20 bucks is what it used to be pre-pandemic, 40 bucks. Mm. Yeah. So in context, once you get to 20 bucks, more than that is just exuberance, right? right. Feed the ducks when it goes about 20 bucks. Give yep. it to them. Um, here, I'm, I'm actually okay to buy it because okay. I think the negative news is already priced in. All right. Trading buy? Yeah, I think so as well, particularly with that short. I mean, um, for the viewers' uh, benefit, just have a look at Polynovo. Um, say about probably four or five months ago. It was the third most shorted stock on the exchange um, and was somewhere around the 12% mark, which I think Flight Center's roughly around about at the moment. I think you can get those figures from ASIC. Um, and it went from 90 cents to $2.25. Right. Um, some director buying in there, but you know, it, it gets to a point with these short sellers that, I mean, what are they, expect, what are they hoping for? Yep. The stock to go to zero? So. Yep. Um, with high quality management in there, look, Web's, Webjet's probably our preferred because of the Webbeds business, et cetera, yep. in the sector. But I think the whole sector at the moment is, you know, with the Qantas results will probably, um, will probably sort of trickle down to, uh, you know, to these sort of um, travel agents as well. Um, and these guys, obviously, to survive, there's a lot less competition uh, nipping at their heels. They're, um, they managed to survive what is, you know, a worst case scenario for the industry yep. with the pandemic. They're going to be much leaner businesses. They're going to have learnt their lessons, I would have thought, um, or you would hope. Um, and yeah, I, so I think going against, um, you know, going against the short sellers on this one actually might provide, you know, a, a quick spike. I mean, Polynovo obviously popped where they had their, um, they had their result and then got sold back off again. So you could see some volatility of the upside. So I probably, mm. where Nathan's saying sell at 20, Normally, I'd agree, but given that amount of, given the high um, short position in it, you can possibly run a trailing stop on it above twenty dollars, just because if sometimes these guys get margin call and they've got to get out, yeah, they've yeah. got to get out, and it's yeah. a pretty significant, like it's over ten percent okay. of this of the stock. Yeah. So you may you may even get lucky and get like twenty twos, twenty fours, or something like that because someone's been told, sorry, you know, can, can, mm. you know, your risk officer's knocked on the door and said, guys, you've got to get out. So, yep. okay. um, and it, that does happen. So, oh, okay. Um, All right. So trading um, uh, buy for you as well. Yeah. Um, Mark David wants a view on Pilbara Minerals. We talked about it in the last half hour. Question was, do I buy Pilbara or Alchem or neither? Um, <laughs> I'd probably wait. I think Pilbara's the most frothy at the moment um but they both came you know they both had great runs um i mean we're looking at july here you know pilbara was trading two bucks pretty much nothing's changed um and i i think i came on you know uh for the for afternoon wrap on wednesdays in the call and was sitting here scratching my head saying pilbara's a buy pilbara's a buy 
we got out probably a little bit too early. Um, well, definitely a little bit too early, about a dollar or so. But but I, I really don't see, um, you know, we didn't, I didn't in my wildest dreams think we'd be selling above $4. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, and the, look, we're only talking three or four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, at the moment, I don't see the upside. I think they're great companies. I think you'll probably get another opportunity to get into both of them. But as Nathan pointed out before, <laughs> Their market cap's yeah. gone pretty pretty skyrocketed through the roof. Um, I do like Pilbara. I mean, it is a bit of an either-or case. I do prefer Pilbara because of that auction platform they've got. And whilst yeah. there is, you know, in, you know, pretty intense demand, that auction platform is going to probably okay. get yeah, he's probably going to okay. get better prices. Yeah. yeah. Look, my simple answer is you want to rotate in the energy sector, and the market cap is bigger than min resources. Or IGO, so you can get lithium exposure through them with yep. diversification. Yeah. In a market with elevated risk, you want to have that diversification. Yep. And if you want to play the lithium thematic, IGO, you need nickel. If you don't have nickel, you're not going to build batteries. Mm. So you get two pieces yep. and a phenomenal management, great set of assets. Um, so yeah, okay. there's not a lot of nickel players left. So you get nickel with lithium. So you know, or you look at minres, you get the crunch with the um, lithium. So, yeah, there are players out there which gives you diversification. This market, I think you want diversification. Okay. All right. Uh, Nathan Larry wants a view on Dalrymple Bay infrastructure. I don't think this has ever come up before in my time uh, here on the call. Uh, and it owns the, uh, the coal loader uh, up in Queensland that ships it all out from uh, Bowen Basin, isn't it? The big coal mines there. Yeah. Uh, I, infrastructure play. Yeah. Um, it's... It's good business, um, mm. and in, in infrastructure, I mean, we're in high risk. Infrastructure is everyone's favorite at the moment. Yeah. There's super funds out there uh, buying up airports. They'll buy any infrastructure out there they can, uh, and they're paying top dollar because they want to lock in. You know, that kind of tells you where we are in the market when super yep. funds are trying to lock in good single-digit returns. Um, and look, it pays a good yield. And they've had the, the side of the fees come down. Looks good. Um, it's not something that a lot of people will know about. No. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't have anything against it, but it just comes down to what you're buying it for. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's cheap. You are paying top dollar, but you are with every infrastructure stock. Yep, yep. Any infrastructure utility stock, you are paying top dollar. So you're not getting it cheap, but look, It'll come down to the market slightly. Cost of debt going up will affect them. But it looks pretty defensive. It looks like it can hold it. I mean, all we do is dig stuff up and throw it onto mm. a boat and send them out. So, you know, we yeah. don't have plan B. So yeah. it holds up. So if you're there for the yield play, I think it looks all right. Um, if you're there for the growth, well, I think you're late. Right. Okay. So a hold from you if you're in it? Yeah. Okay. Mark? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have an accumulator on this as well. That, that yeah. dividend yield's pretty uh, pretty spectacular. They just locked in um, uh, 29% increase in uh, you know in what they're going to charge out. Um, that's done annually as well. So even if the coal price comes back, um, they're still going to have that you know that price locked in. There's no volume risk. Um, one thing I do like about it is its quarterly distribution, um, which thing I get concerned about, well, the coal stocks have obviously just paid their dividends. If we do have a, yep. a drastic turnaround in the coal price um, and you've got it for dividend, well, then it's a long time till, you know, March, April next year. Um, a lot can happen between now and then. So 
I like the fact that this this pays quarterly because you can te- you can be a little bit more agile with it. Um, but yeah, it does have it has it's got pretty high debt. Um, but yeah, look at uh, and the PE is not mm. you know doesn't make it particularly cheap. But they're um, you know it's make hay while the sun shines. I suppose oh. they've got those price increases locked yep. in for the next tw- you know for the next twelve months. Um, and you might get your divvies. Uh, you, you know you might. You might get two or three dividends before the coal price turns around, potentially. So, it could oh, be. Um, I was surprised. It's only a fairly recent listing, as well. Yeah. If we go on the chart, the five-year chart, only about two years. Uh, it's been going since 1983. I. This is how old I am. I uh, went to the opening of it in, oh, <laughs> as, as a cub business reporter back in the early 80s. There, when the coal, when there was a big coal boom then, and uh, there we go. It's only what two years, two years since listing. Mm. Mm. Okay, but the asset's been around a long time. Oh, I know, and, and, since you know, 1983. And, yeah, and the yeah. history is solid. And yeah. I mean, in Australia, what do we do? We dig stuff up, yeah. throw it on a boat. And those open cut coal mines yeah. in um, in central Queensland. This is the port for them all. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you look at all the infrastructure stocks we have. Yeah, they're good, but. Mm. You're not going to get them cheap because no. in this market, everyone's paying too much for them. Yep. The difference yeah, in the deterioration royalties might be something that's kind of similar, I suppose. But yeah. um, and it's sort of APA had recent upgrades, um, and I think their earnings are in US dollar, which is obviously going to be helping at the yeah. moment. So, um, but and they yield quite hot. But again, they've just paid, so yep. you know, you, okay. you're, you're a got long time. time. Uh, and our final stock uh, for this hour. Mark wants a view on Bank of Queensland. Should I be buying off its most recent results or look at other banks, Mark? Well, same response as before. Oh, probably, um, yeah. yeah, look, and, and Macquarie's reporting in, in a few weeks as well, and they do tend to report quite well. Um, yeah, look, these guys, you know, their earnings per share is, you know, is expected to decline yet again. Um, their revenue is declining a little bit as well. So they were coming off a low base. Uh, the other day, um, in terms of, I think, CBA, the, the big four are copping, you know, a, a bit of flack for their customer service and things like that. And then these guys, I think the Bank of Queensland app's got the lowest rated app um, in both wow. of the app stores. Um, so I don't really think they're, you know, the customer service side's, you know, necessarily in line as well. Um, yeah, it's not really a space particularly interested in. It does yield fairly well, from what I recall. Um, so, you know, perhaps if you're going to get the divvy, but they're, you know, and they're, you know, and then the net interest mar- margin may improve, but it, um, yeah, Mac- I, I think leading into the Macquarie um, yeah. update, where they, they tend to, you know, to surprise to the upside, um, probably prefer to be in there, but, um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, I, it's not really something that I'm, we're, we're massively uh, playing Both into. Them. Yeah, I mean, it's, Slightly better than Bendigo, same problem as all the banks. Um, benefits from regional strength. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't get excited. But it's an interesting dynamics because in the financials, banks, I think it will struggle with the economy. Um, different financials, asset managers, they struggle with the economy. The guy who benefits out of rising interest rates and yield is insurance. Yeah. You know, we've been a big fan of IAG on the turnaround, and IAG is they've had the court ruling come through. Again, now they can release money out of the capital, so they're going to be playing well. Um, stock price is six-month high. And this is a top 50 stock 
that has been belted to multi-year right. lows okay. and it's turned around. There's not a lot of stocks in the yeah. top 50. You still like QBE? I like QBE still. Oh, um, okay. But that's, you're talking $12, $13. Yeah. We liked it at eight and it's had right. a good run. But well, IAG hangs around $4, low $4, and it's now getting to the high $4. It's pushing towards five. I think, look, if this <coughs> turns around the cycle, you've got um, premium rise cycle, yield cycle, both helping them. Um, and things are turning around for them on an overall business operations. And the money that's sitting in financials has to go somewhere. When yep. money comes out of banks, it's a lot of money. Yep. They need to find someone okay. who's performing well and insurance sector looks good. All right. And if you want to play to the regional sector, I mean, Elders has got its fingers in a yeah, lot of pies yeah. and they've got yeah. a lot of insurance and yeah, yeah. things like that. I mean, and oh, he'll support you on Elders. Yeah, don't get me started <laughs> on Elders. <laughs> You're opening up a, um, a can of worms. <laughs> oh no, he loves it. Oh, brilliant! Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. You get a support from him. No, I, I, I can't believe it's I mean, same, same want to open it up to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's a regional play. I think the regionals yeah, are doing well, and Elders is probably the best exposure. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's recap the final five stocks. Now, you blokes are going to have to help me out on this. Uh, uh, Bubs is a trading buy yeah. um, with a really sort of uh, tight. Stop loss discipline. from Mark. Discipline. Discipline. Yeah. Um, it's a speculative buy from Nathan to have a nibble um, at under 40 cents. Yeah. You'd be nibbling. You, you buy a bit and then right. run it with it and see what happens. If it goes up, you follow through. Okay. Yeah. Flight center is a buy from both as well. Um, but Nathan will get out at 20 bucks. Um, again, another trading buy. Um, Mark would sort of follow it up a bit above. 20 bucks, but prefers Wedget in this, yeah. in that whole but like the center market. Uh, Pilbara No from both uh, Dalrymple and Accumulate from um, from Mark. Uh, Nathan's got a hold on it, quite likes it. Uh, Bank of Queensland is a no from both Suggestion, if you want financials, um, IAG and Elders, because of you oh. can get your agricultural leverage as well. Uh, gents, thank you for that. Mark Gardner from Macro. It's been Jeez, a fun hour. Really informative. Nathan, always informative with you. <laughs> um, coming up on the small caps very shortly, Weebit Nano Chief Executive Kobe Hennock uh, will be joining Nadine to talk about the business's latest developments in its selector development. Uh, results show it can fit embedded and discrete applications. If you want to know what that means, Kobe will explain it with Nadine very shortly now. If you want any stocks for us to look at, put them in an email to me, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. All the stocks in the calls, calls portfolio at osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Coming up next, small caps, don't go away. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.